Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the California Toge Podcast. I'm Dangle, as always, the Miata driver, and with me I have Nero with his Lincoln Town Car. So, hello. And we have, of course, our returning guest, Liam, with his um, something. Nothing. Fucking nothing. Yeah, with that. (laughs) Of course, we have Tez uh, with his BRZ and the other Miata driver, Travis, as well. Hey, it's your boy, T. T. T, Little T or big T? Ice T. Are you the little T or the big T, Travis? And uh, Travis is already uh, fucked off. Anyway, yeah, he already fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, he already fell asleep. But Sleepy Boy over there, is, uh, that's, that's how he's going to cruise through this podcast. So the first thing I, I wanted to go through here is actually I wanted to talk to our old friend Liam. It's been a long time since you joined us on the podcast, since actually since you moved over to Somalia, pirating yeah. you know, truck tires and shit. What's Sweden, been going on with you? Sweden 2.0. Um, you know... Uh oh um I've been my my uh my suburban my Chevrolet suburban uh is in a uh, is in a death spiral. I mean it wasn't already in a death spiral. No it was fine. It was fine at first. I mean it it towed a huge load of like all our furniture and stuff all the way across the country through like the middle of 120 degree heat and you know through like Arizona uh, uh, because since you owned it is or it has to be in a bit death spiral. Um, that's the thing. Like it was doing great, but now it's not even like the engine is having problems. It's um like the other day. I, I just I just tried to open my door and the the door handle just bent off and snapped into my hand. I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Well, that's just a, a standard Chevy thing. Yeah, that's it's a like, feature. Yeah, yeah, it's a feature. It's like, but it's like it's made out of metal, and it and it just decided that it was going to be like, you know what? My time has come. I know you want to get out of the car, but no. Um. And that wouldn't be so much a problem if the fact that uh, my windows have a very strange thing that the driver's side window now does a thing where if you try to roll it down, sometimes it'll just be like, I'm just going to stay open forever. Once again, that's a feature. Yeah, that's just GM things. Yeah, it's really cool. actually known for bad uh, interior quality. Um, What else about, I mean... Oh, well, man. What? Your Alto. We haven't heard that in forever. My what? Your Alto. Okay. I don't know Yalta. what that is. Your Alto. Um, okay, there actually has been some updates with it. You know, okay, so it's been sitting. Did they find your was, shit? Oh, uh, no, no, of course not. Huh. I ordered it. And so now it's being shipped to my father in law's friend's place. He's a his name is Wolfgang. He's a German immigrant and he builds transmissions for a living. Based. So he's going to be assembling it. I had all the parts sent directly to him because fuck Yimmy Sport. Um it they've literally I don't think they've done like anything to my car since I it arrived there last March. Wow. March. Yeah, wow. So did you just like have it like transported there and then just hope that they would like Well, no, no. They were the only place that agreed to work on it. Really? And then they get it and guess 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 who guess who still doesn't have a fucking quote on their service yet? You. Yeah, I don't have they they still haven't even like written me. Especially now considering that they're not rebuilding my transmission. 
It's like, just tell me how much I owe. Oh, you know, it's just. What have they even done for you, though? It's like, what, what, what have they actually done? Um, they've built me an exhaust manifold. A Amazing. really like a. Uh, yeah, at least they say they have um, a really cheapo, like not even like a fancy one, like just literally just like three pipes going to the fucking manifold kind of thing. Um, because I ordered a GT12, a Garrett GT12 Turbo for my Alto. Um, and that's one of the fun bits is that, that that Turbo will fit the F6A single overhead cam turbo engine found in the Suzuki Mighty Boy, but it will not fit the exhaust manifold that is found on the double overhead cam F6A Turbo. Oh, yeah, so, the venerable singer overhead cam F6A from the Suzuki Mighty Boy. I've um, never heard of a Mighty Boy until now. And I yeah, just well, that's it. because they, uh, they're weird. There's a reason you haven't heard of a Mighty Boy. It was a two-wheel drive, two-seater K-truck. This is hilarious. Just looking Trash. at the photos of this. Yeah, uh, it's a it has a bed car. the size of, like, I don't know, like a... You could put a PS3 in there. Maybe that's about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, PS3 and a TV. Kaz might be able to fit in the bed if he, you know, squeezed his stomach in. So that was, that was, that was, but they, they have a, there's a huge forum and that forum was really active because, um, the mighty boy is very popular in Australia. So I was able to find a bunch of info about F6A engines, but the one thing that like apparently does not line up is the fact that the turbo manifold is completely different, Mm. which is awesome. That's just just the you know fun part about working with obscure Japanese cars. Well, the thing is, I just recently joined a fucking uh, it was a Facebook group for the C chassis Suzuki Altos. So oh, only that's very C-chassis. specific. Yes, there's only forty yeah. members. Oh boy! Nice. Um, well, there's the there's guy, a good chance that one of those forty members might actually. Uh, well, be that's the thing. The guy who runs the 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 group lives in Japan and drives basically exclusively um, Suzuki K cars. Damn. And he will be the best source for it. He is. Um, And there's a couple other guys in there who know a shit ton too. And well, the, the secret, the super surprise here, you're getting it exclusive. This is the first I've actually told like fucking anyone. Um, I don't know where I read that the Suzuki Alto can only take 120 horsepower, but that's a lie. Oh, Um, it turns out that the gearbox will happily chug along all day with 160 horsepower. Damn. Oh, that's That's nice for that little car. Well, for a car that weighs less, uh, well, mine's going to probably weigh less than 1400 pounds. Oh, yeah, no, that's easily fantastic. So, and he was telling me about how he, he did for quite a while run a Suzuki Cappuccino with 180 horsepower. Jeez. Holy with, crap. Um, before it blew up. But oh. <laughs> it was like, it was like six years of running it with 180. And I'm assuming these are like stock engines. Like, yeah, no, this is, oh no. Um, I do have to get forged pistons to deal with the heat because apparently it will get very hot um like or just you know just it it's a lot of it's a lot of stress but mine the car i have the previous owner um he already put in forged connecting rods huh. oh. um and also it's a slight 
oversize. I don't know what that. It's such a. It's uh, again. That's like the thing is like. It's like five cc oversize. So it's like six 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 cc or something. Yeah, I think it's like six six hundred and seventy actually. Oh, okay. Um, you can also run like race fuel or E eighty five to reduce temps too. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we have that up here, and oh, with, you guys actually have it over there. Oh, it's like E eighty five. Yeah, the, the wow. pump in my house sells it. It's like two dollars a gallon. Ooh, nice. <laughs> well, that that may be cheaper, like you think at first, but you you burn through the shit like. Yeah, yeah. Like, no tomorrow. But I mean, also, it's a Suzuki Alto. That's true. Um, what else about Baseball. it? Like, I, it'll be it'll be interesting when it's finally done. I don't know when the hell that's going to be, but I need to order forged pistons for it. And he said that the best way to the like it's never them blowing up the gearbox or the transmission or the drivetrain. It's always that they end up running lean. Um, so I'm gonna get an air fuel ratio meter to slap on my dash i don't care about the boost gauge i just need that and that's what i'm going for next why is it boost for a gauge like kind of pointless anyways no i i, I don't know why i mean especially on this thing probably well no like i don't know i feel like someone explained it. never mind someone explained to me something that i i am forgetting now so I, I'll, when i remember it i'll explain it later god damn it like I'm, I'm, I of course because I have an addiction. I said I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up Craigslist right now, and uh, like there's a fucking Alto Works RSR CS22S for sale in uh, Massachusetts for five thousand five hundred bucks. I mean that's, that's a lot. And it's way cleaner than mine. At least uh, I already have yours. The interior, <laughs> the interior. Masochist, you already have one, so I even need more. You need, need more. more. Go get a get a cappuccino too instead. No, cappuccinos oh, are mean. I'm gonna get a cappuccino. Cappuccino, uh, cappuccinos are more. I like it. Yeah, it's like worse beyond, but it's still cool. I can like it. No, it's not. But it it weighs more. <laughs> yeah, than yeah. Alto. Yeah, but it's cool. Um, do K swap yeah. into a uh, to a Suzuki cappuccino. You got yourself a little screamer. Have you ever? That well, it, it's, it's try fitting a K type a yeah. K engine you, you in can there. Fit a K, you can fit a K twenty in there. It's been swapped. Mm, okay, I mean, if you want to spend all that money, you could probably <laughs> buy a Porsche nine eleven for that kind of money, and it would walk the shit out of it. Yeah, that's that's the point. Like, <laughs> You're not the, wrong. The the only reason I fucking bought this car is because I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to engine like deal with an engine swap. I want a tiny car that doesn't need to be engine swapped. That's fair. And See, it's like, I mean, that's a, what I want the cappuccino for. Because if I get one, I don't really want to do engine swap or actually do much modification. I just want to have a little tiny car. That's basically a, a tinier car. Or yeah. the tiniest car. Paul, you're going to have the worst time fitting into a cappuccino. Mm, cappuccinos are okay. The, uh, apparently, Honda Beats are better for long-legged. I mean... It, these are literally designed for like the Asian market. No, the, the the fucking beat will will like the seat goes back far enough that you can fit someone who's like six foot five with ease. Huh. All right. Well, um, but then again, don't get a beat because you there is nothing. There's nothing you can do except engine swap it. I don't. I don't like beats anyways. They're like as as far as Hondas go, they're kind of really ugly. Well, it's like that engine is. That engine is on the brink of exploding stock. 
Because I don't want to put a turbocharger in it. I well, we should just release this as naturally aspirated. Oh, so it's a naturally aspirated 660cc. Yeah, and if you like, if you try to do anything to it, it'll it just explode. Yeah, put a turbo on it, explode. Na, that's like really good, but the problem yeah. is that that's still really bad because it's 63 horsepower. But you look yeah. at that; that's almost that's almost um, like one horsepower per 10 cc. Like if my Vic had that from the factory, it would have 460 horsepower. Yeah, no, like just imagine it. They 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 did it by just like running it as close to lean as possible and with like yeah. tolerances super tight and uh, a water pump that will explode at some point. And I can actually transition this as a segue. You know the E92 M3? I don't know about a segue, but the E92 M3, it has a 4.0 liter naturally aspirated V8 and it makes yeah. about 415 horsepower from the factory. That is an untunable engine effectively. No one bothers oh. with those at all. Just super unreliable. They constantly break down because the engine is already being pushed to the limit of what it can do NA. Meanwhile, the turbos, like the N54, you can just do all kinds of stuff with them. God damn it. I well, love, realistically, I, no, for tuning, like, something that comes off a turbo from the factory can hopefully have some level of potential to take advantage of down the I road. I love that I looked up I looked up E92 M3 and the third image is Doug DeMuro like shrugging and looking at it with a weird look on his face. Accurate. Not worth the money that some people paid for it when it came out. Just, real quick, um I I did verify there've been K20 swaps in the Honda Beat, of course, and it's based. Oh so, god, but uh, do you know how much you oh, that's like That's like 30 grand. That's not even the same car anymore. Like you could just no. build chassis for that amount of money yeah, i mean that's fair but still it's cool i mean so once again this is a shit car and you put an engine from a slightly less shit car in it and you uh, now have less money in your bank account the k20 is not a shit engine it's okay have you seen how much a k20 how much boost a k20 can make how now it makes no boost what you what you could turbo it and it can go really fast the turbo makes boost bro Oh my god! Anyway, Pacamira, you make boost in your brain. I do make boost. I'm you're very going much over pressure. You. Your your exhaust manifold's about to blow up, bro. See, uh, I imagine Nero's brain is like supercharged, and Tez, your brain is a uh, turbocharge. You're lagging a little bit behind there. Anyway, maybe as Tez recirculates his exhaust gases into his intake. <laughs> anyway. No. One last thing I actually did want to ask uh, Liam. Uh, what happened to you? Said you got a sob at one point. What actually happened to that? Oh well, it was okay. Like it wasn't bad. It was just that um, because it was a turbocharged two liter and it was technically a two door. Uh, my insurance company wanted three hundred bucks a month for it. Damn. That's what? It's like this thing's a piece of shit. Like what the fuck do you? What are you stupid? Wait, how, how is that? Wait, three hundred three hundred bucks a. I, I pay less. Basic, I, I pay right? less of the BRZ. All right. I, you don't. You, wait, but is your BRZ, BRZ turbocharged? Aspirated. It, it is naturally aspirated. That is. The that is Saab true. is basically a BRZ with a turbocharger. <laughs> no. So, 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 no. So I had my Sonic. That Sonic was turbocharged. It, newer. It was a four door. And I actually had. I actually paid full coverage for that. And it's still less than three hundred a month of what I paid for insurance. Yeah, I, I paid full coverage for the BRZ, and it's like two hundred and two dollars, I think. Yeah. How many? How many? How many cars have you totaled? It's all the factors. Zero. Combined. Literally zero. 
Yeah, see, that I might, had that zero might be a contributing factor. I had one speeding <laughs> ticket, and I got it pulled out because I did this the the speeding what's called the ticket school or whatever it's called. So, Ted, so you have to consider like Tez has gone off the freeway at like eighty. He slightly scuffed his car. He's hit the same wall three times. He slightly <laughs> scuffed his car each time. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> if anything, I've been extremely lucky. Hopefully yeah, the, that luck keeps yeah. up. I would suggest like sobs are okay, but I should have bought it from you. I'm still upset. I should have. I should have bought that sob. I should have. It's okay, I dude. I would say there's better ones and better. Dude, I fucking love sobs. Like, the like, they're so price. cool. Like you can you can find good sobs for not very much money. But I mean, the, at the end of the day, it is a bastard child GME <laughs> like Swedish gremlin airplane. <laughs> yeah, I mean the dash and the interior looked like a fucking. It. They, I mean that was their whole point. Oh, we're gonna design it to look like a, one of our jet planes. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, we made it look like a jet plane. We also made it as unreliable as <laughs> one. Like what? Like one of the best bits I remember reading up. I was like, why has my dash stopped working? Like everything on the center console. Um, everything on the center console was just like nah. Clock's not working. Odometer's not working. The speedometer was working. That's all you need. From what I've seen, there are two major problems with any Saab. Oh. The first one is that it could be a collaboration with GM. The second <laughs> one is it might be not a collaboration with anyone. Then there are good ones, like the 92X Arrow. Here, here's where it comes through, the, it, uh, the insanity. I'm like, why is it doing this? And they're like, okay. Yeah. It could be two things. One, you need to get the instrument panel ECU, which you cannot get anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a separate ECU that controls all the electronics. That's well, dumb. That is really retarded. You'd have to go like full custom gauges at that point. And then there's the other issue is that the, um, I think it's the subwoofer controller underneath the driver's side, uh, the, like the driver. If that goes out, then all the electronics are kaput. You want to know something funny, Liam? It's fucking magical. Uh, now that you mention that, so the amp- the factory amplifier in my Lincoln, yeah, I found out that if I unplugged it, the trunk will not latch. See, Did there's you, a lot the of latch shit on like the that. Trunk, the latch on the trunk is electronic, and if the amplifier isn't plugged in, there's a pass-through for that latch. You cannot close the trunk. End of story. Awesome. <laughs> so that's a feature yeah it's pretty cool that's some brilliant um, engineering or so magic yeah, that, basically imagine like that everything in the sob is that and then my favorite part was so i had unplugged the amplifier and you know that was no big deal it just the trunk wouldn't close so i plug it back in the car alarm goes off so the car <laughs> alarm went off when i plugged it back in but not when i unplugged it um, I might I might have an explanation for that is because a lot of older cars, like if something fucks with the radio, it'll set off the car alarm because it was like, oh, someone's yeah. stealing the radio because it's so fucking valuable. I mean, it was, but not anymore. <laughs> it could be, but it's an, I mean, it's an 09, but the alarm didn't go off when I unplugged it. You think that's what would be when it w- goes off? I don't. It only don't happened when I plugged it back in. Electronics. You know what? I was just thinking about this with Saabs, all right? Yeah. So, obviously, Saab makes airplanes, right? You know, yeah. So, 
by that logic, what if they just thought the the concept of reliability was was one that didn't exist because they're so used to like, you know, they have a fleet of their their airplanes purchased by a military. They're always buying parts from them and they got people who are paid to maintain these at all times so that they're always flight ready, right? Maybe they just figured that every person has a has a pit crew of uh, mechanics at their disposal that can pay an infinite amount of money to keep their car running at all times. Or, or alternatively, <laughs> wait, hold on, let's see. Let's see, I might have a, I might have a, a confirmation for this theory. Um, <laughs> alternatively, they're fucking Swedish. <laughs> My question is: Everyone talks about Saab making planes. What planes did they make? They made a bunch of fighter jets. Like, are yeah. there any like popular, you know, well-known planes? Uh, uh, like the Gripen or something. I think there's called, something called the Gripen. I, I, that's all I remember. Aircraft, civilian aircraft, unmanned aerial vehicles. They make missiles. Jaws, the JAS-39 Gripen. They make a lot of interesting, uh, yeah, JAS Gripen. It's used by the Swedish Air Force, South African Air Force, lol, Brazilian Air Force, lol, Czech oh, Air no. Force, Hungarian oh, Air Force, no. Royal Thai Air Force. Uh, does the, the Swedish Air Force use it? Yeah, yeah, uh, that okay. was the first one. <laughs> okay, this explains oh. everything. So don't, don't laugh. Don't, don't oh, no. laugh. Oh, what do you mean? I'm thinking about moving to Sweden. Don't do it. No, <laughs> I'm thinking about moving to fucking Sweden. Good, good luck moving to that socialist hellhole. Oh, I mean, he'll get right in. He's coming from Somalia right now. Yeah. So you'll be walking <laughs> with open arms. I'm basically black. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, no, because I've actually, I've been talking with some people who live in Sweden. And I am finding out every day that, oh, no, the U.S. can't laugh at Sweden because they've, they've completely just dominated us in so many things that we like to brag about for instance okay so in the north of sweden there are nine guns for every one person nice but here's here's where it gets better that's so based if you get your firearms license it is the same uh, under swedish law a bolt-action hunting rifle is the same as a short-barreled fully automatic machine gun. Nice. What do you... Wait. Am I stupid? Um, could, wait. Yes, uh, but what does this have to do with this current discussion? Wait, I'm, yes, I'm confused. True. Well, no, but what I'm confused about is how are they the same to them? It's a firearm. Oh, oh, I see. So you're saying that effectively the firearm doesn't matter, essentially. There's no restrictions. You you get your firearms license and then they're like, oh, which 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 gun do you want to buy? And then they send you to one of the like one of the brokers. Like they they direct you to a local broker and And they'll buy you virtually anything. He should be he should have a a Heckler and Coke G thirty six assault rifle for sale. You go there. (laughs) That is spectacular. Um which and that was where I got, I was talking with, with the dude and he's like, yeah, um, we have invasive pigs, you know, feral pigs in Sweden. And the government has actually suggested that the best thing to go out and kill invasive pigs with is that you should go out and get yourself a fully automatic machine gun. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I, I, it's, That's fair. I mean, um, you gotta have the advantage against the pigs, right? There's no such thing as a short barreled rifle. 
Um, so you can have a barrel length however long you want. Um, after, uh, during and slightly after the Cold War, um, I think it's the MG-42. We should probably get back to discussion too about car talk. Yeah, yeah, well, no. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get back to, to cars, but it's just they they basically the M, they gave out free MG 42s if you after you served your term of service in Sweden to take home. Just go ahead and take oh. home this MG 42 with you. It's free. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Here, just have this fully automatic machine gun. You know, fully automatic like anti tank machine gun. Go ahead, it's yours. Have fun. Oh, I'll keep Man. that in mind when I join the IKEA Foreign Army. So <laughs> anyway. Sign me the fuck up. I mean, oh, but um to cars. Or an IKEA attack yeah. rig. Um also on the same note, uh fuck Sweden because they never gave us um the three hundred series. The the Volvo three hundred. Which I'm not familiar with it because No, uh, you're, you're yeah. not going to be because it um Basically, imagine it lo- it looks almost identical to a Saab, um, but it's rear wheel drive. Interesting. And huh. they made some really fucking cool ones. And yeah, the my my favorite was like the turbo the turbo series was just was just insane. It was a rear wheel drive, either five or three door hatchback. Um, there's there's a stupid um there's a stupid amount of of videos of people drifting these things because apparently they were really easy that's like it's like sweden's drift car i don't know if you know about this one Uh, sorry derek go ahead oh i mean that's nice and all but the thing is we can't really get that here i mean they're 25 years or older now yeah I, got, um, I posted a picture. That's my that's my favorite edition, the 360. Well, who's going to import that here? though? Dude, I uh, saw a fucking Skoda 160 that was imported the other day. Congratulations. That is, <laughs> is that? if someone's importing a fucking Skoda. Is it good on the canyons? No, Skoda's are horrible. <laughs> See, this, this further supports the fact that Liam only likes extremely obscure cars that suck at driving. Yeah. For no, the reason, it, no it's not that their handling is bad. It's that oh. they only made like 30 horsepower. Oh. So like I remember, I remember seeing because I was looking for I wanted to see if anyone had imported a uh, Skoda 160, which was like their actual sport model. But there's a fucking Skoda 120 that was for sale for four thousand dollars, which makes me wonder, like, wait, how much did it how much did it cost for them to buy that? Because it's like two grand to import a car. So that's a two thousand dollar car that someone imported. Mm. Liam, you know what car is uh, sold in Sweden and Finland, or was, and it's actually very popular there as like you know a sort of a sports car or even you know a drift car is the Opel Omega. And the funny thing about the Opel oh, Omega, man. the funny thing about the Opel Omega is that they oh, actually man. sold it in America as the Cadillac Catera. Wait, what the fuck? Oh, I think we have a different Opal. What the Cadillac fuck is this thing? Well, basically, it's a three-liter V6, and I think it had a manual transmission available in Europe, but because we're in America, it only has a automatic. But I did think it would be funny to get one of those things, and is it is rear-wheel drive, so you could probably use it as some kind of like dumbass sleeper for you know canyons or some kind oh, of. Oh, this shit. thing's hilarious! This thing's interesting. Yeah, you could, you could definitely use it's those. It's so ugly. I love it. Oh, 
it's That's ugly as all sin. A lot of American cars that are rear wheel drive, no one cares about, but because they're ugly. But that makes them a great choice for canyon driving. Oh, I really like it. It's a two hundred horsepower stock from the factory. That's not bad for a three thousand seven hundred pound car. It's pretty bad. Yeah. No, wow. for the, for a piece of shit like this. Oh yeah. Well, you know, but the thing is. If there's an aftermarket in those European countries, I'd imagine that you can get those parts and put them on your Cadillac Atera. That'd be, that'd be pretty interesting. That's fair. But I guess the problem is like, you know, because it's still based off of, uh, it basically is a European car, like the aftermarket might still be a little difficult to some degree. Actually, you, know, you should see, because um, actually I, I've been looking into Opals because um, I've been trying to, I've been talking with some guys who, who do import their own their own cars they don't go through a broker and i was like okay what's the best what's the best country to import shit from um ireland has a my people a, a very very active like their their car that you know their car trade their equivalent of craigslist um is extremely extremely focused it's like they they have an entire category just for rally cars which so I was like I was looking around and I found out I found a um have you ever heard of an Opal Manta? What? No. Um yes. it, it's a very Oh it's cute. Uh, look at the GSI version. GSI. Those things are actually pretty cool. Um I, I believe so I became cute. familiarized with that vehicle because in my summer car, which takes place in Finland. That's one of the NPC rally cars you can see driving around on the rally. Gotcha. Yep. Look at um, this thing. It's sick. Yeah, they're they're really cool. Um, it's just that yeah, like they. I don't know why. I don't know why this wasn't fucking sold in the U.S. Like, holy shit! It it looks like it would compete pretty well with. When has when anything that should be sold in the U.S. been typically sold in the U.S.? Not no, always. Never fucking is. Sometimes. Sometimes, maybe let's give it like a 50 50 on that one. And the Opal Manta, but yeah, um, Ireland. Ireland has a great car selection. I was originally looking at Italy because they have some really fucking terrifying race cars that go for sale over there, like um, a Fiat 500 with a Boxer 4 from a Alfa Romeo 33 crammed into the back of it. What? Oh, yeah, here's a fun fact. Okay, uh, pop quiz. What car came in a sedan and a wagon form, was all-wheel drive, and used a boxer four engine? Uh, uh, you know, a WX. Yeah. No! The Alfa Romeo 30. <laughs> what car? Oh, here's a, here's a good one for you. What car was sold as both a Japanese and American brand in coupe, uh, sedan, and convertible configurations that were all of, on a different platform. Oh, I have no fucking idea. Oh, what the, the Chrysler fuck? Sebring. Oh. The Chrysler Sebring. Sebring Coupe, Sedan, and Convertible <clears throat> were all a different platform from each other. And the Coupe was the exact same as the third-gen Mitsubishi Eclipse. Huh. Oh. You mentioned this before. I remember that. Between the Coupe, Sedan, and Convertible, there was not a single shared body piece. Weird. And this is for a fucking Chrysler Sebring. The 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 thing I just posted that is an Alfa Romeo thirty three sport wagon. Yeah. And it is an all wheel drive boxer four wagon. 
Um, it was kind of uh, shitty, but you know, they're okay. Are, are those they're not like, nothing to write home about, but it's. I just think it's funny that the Italians during the eighties also made an all-wheel drive boxer Ford-powered sedan slash wagon. Those look like eighties Civic wheels. <laughs> Actually, let me see. Yeah, the but here's the thing: the uh, the boxer four, <laughs> the the Alfa Romeo boxer engine. Uh, might have the most beautiful uh, intake manifold to ever be put onto a car. Okay. God damn it! Well, let me find a well, good. What, what's it have on it? I mean, like it's some... just it, no. It's just it's just fancy as all has. It's just this big, blaring red solid piece. <laughs> Looks like a like a four legged spider on top of the engine. That looks kind of goofy, in my opinion. But. Yeah, I gotta actually see that into cars, see how that works. I'm trying to find it. I used to have. Oh, there you go. That's a great picture. Um, it reminds me of. It like, reminds me of the 2017 plus uh, intake manifolds for the BRZ. Hmm. Speaking of the BRZ, oh, actually, mounted in the engine with that cold air intake, it looks rather nice. Yeah, yeah right. it does. Kind of. Does it not look like a face hugger from Aliens, though? Uh, it kind of does. Yeah, see, look, kind of. The BRZ does the same thing. Uh, but speaking of the BRZ, I mean, we've been talking about a bunch of, you know, shitty old shit boxes, right? Let's talk about a shitty new shit box. 2022 BRZ is coming out. And James, what, what are your thoughts on this car as the resident BRZ enthusiast expert? Uh, shill. Thank you very much. Not, not shill. Just there's a difference here. Um, I personally am going to say what everyone expects me to say. I think it's going to be good. I I have no complaints about it. Basically, they bumped up the horsepower, gave it a, a a higher liter engine to get that extra horsepower. But like, I don't know if that I I, I don't know how necessary really that was. But whatever. Um, they kept it rear wheel drive. They kept it the same chassis essentially with some with some improvements. They improved the exterior look. In my personal opinion, um, basically just it's uh, what i'm frustrated about with the cars it seems like they did everything better like it, to imp- like improve its overall like look and and its fields handling its power etc you know and they made all this fanfare for what if it officially would really be a refresh at best because all they did was improve the engine like they put a better engine in there and then you know improve the exterior a little bit and then the rest of the stuff it's like any manufacturer could say oh in this generation we made it stiffer for chassis rigidity etc 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 and it's like okay like I, I don't feel like it needed as much fanfare as subaru led on to be especially when people were really hoping for a turbo variant but like otherwise i mean i think it's a, it's going to be a good car like it's still focused around the driver you know there's there's only like it, it basically ha- is in the spirit of like a miata or like an s2000 you know and, and if if they manage to improve the power realistically on a dyno then i have zero complaints but i i want the dyno to hit because right now there's a lot of theories right now about did they fix the torque dip you know and there's some photos and stuff of people showing like the the uh, torque graph that's on like the digital display um okay. saying hey there's no torque dip, but like I don't believe it. I, I, I want to see the dyno first before they they, they uh, talk about how be- much better it is, you know? Uh, we here at Subaru have a much improved torque dip made much deeper. <laughs> you see, just, and that's the problem. I feel like they might have done that. Who knows? It, just, it gets up to like to like 3,000 RPM and you just see the torque go down to zero. The car just straight up dies. It just <laughs> no, stalls. No torque. 
So yeah, it's just uh, the moment Subaru or Toyota or both of them have not actually released like data, like numbers for the the beers. They they stated that it's 228 horsepower and like it's like 180 something torque or 83. I can't remember the number. 183 or 193. I can't remember the exact number for the torque, which is a a marginally better improvement. Yeah, but like. I want to see it on a dynograph because at the end of the day, the Miata and the S2000 have a linear power band that it, it, it doesn't have any dips in the performance uh, for your torque that are massive. They, they still suck at torque on, on the lower power band uh, part of the power band, but at least it builds up and it's, it's like a linear, you know, the BRZ previously wasn't linear. Basically torque would hit 90% peak or sorry, eight, like it looks like more like 85% peak at 3000. Then it dips from 3000 to 4,500 RPM. And then from there, you pretty much work your way up to peak torque, but you're at like 85, 80% torque uh, working your way up from there. So at least you're close to your peak torque, for the most part, except for the dip, but it's not linear. Like it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just like you have this, this valley of torque that you lose and it makes the car feel a lot more sluggish than it really is. Okay, so, so I don't want that with the new car. Like if they could literally, if a dyno comes out and, and it shows that it's like no longer has this massive torque dip, then I don't think anybody could complain about this car anymore, at least when it comes to it's horsepower because it's it's in it's in the spirit of like a, a fun driver's car that's naturally asp- aspirated that you can rev out and play with, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If they yes. haven't released the dyno sheet yet, it means they didn't fix it. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> that's not how that works. It's gonna be the same. Shut up. You drive an Alto. Did they put into the 2022 version? No. It's a FA 2.4 liter from the new Subaru Ascent, and the problem is there's already been a shit ton of complaints about that that vehicle, and some of them are engine related. Hopefully, it's hopefully they work. Josh. Josh. No Shush. turbo. Hello. It it is obviously turbo on the ascent, but here's the problem: is unless they fixed those problems that were reported, which I don't remember what they were or even read into it. Um, unless they fix any of the performance issues that they they talked about or the reliability problems that engine had, then you know, BRZ might end up being a, a total shit box. But we have to keep in mind that just like with the WRX, sure it shared the FA, um, like a, a, a nomenclature, no, not nomenclature, the, the 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 engine code, you know, and it says FA 2.0, just like the WRX was. It was not the same block at all. It, actually, there they share very little similarities between uh, the original FA uh, 220 uh, from the BRZ to the WRX. So. In that same vein, I'm fairly certain they're going to revamp the block for um, the BRZ. So they may actually make it better. Um, they may, the, you may have learned a lot of things from the ascents recent, uh, you know, up like the beginning and, you know, saw what problems it had and improves upon it. Like, we'll see. Uh, nothing's really set in stone until it comes out, right? Yeah, the thing is, wait till it comes out. But the one that probably, well, things that was probably on a lot of people's mind is it moddable can you tune it because uh, i believe with the tuning, original i doubt yeah because with the original brz like tuning that fa engine was horrible nightmarish in some ways so not nightmarish per se so on a naturally aspirated perspective it sucks but let's be real here every 
two, like two two liter um, four banger or any type of four banger. Like there, there's a it really is like if they're non-turbo from the factory, they're high compression. The tunability is is kind of like there's a, there's a maximum that you'll hit no matter what, right? And the only only thing is I don't think it's going to get any better for the for the uh, next generation BRZ. So the current uh, compression compression rate. Eh, compression ratio uh of the fa20 and the brz is uh, uh, 12.5 to 1 uh which is pretty high but you still have some headroom from to work with from what i've heard and if you supercharge it you know with a a a modest amount of pressure 7 psi um you can get like 280 to the crank which is not terrible for its weight um but the problem is from everything i've read uh the compression ratio is being bumped up to 13.5 to 1 and your headroom is just going away very quickly. I, I personally don't think the engine's going to be any more tunable. I actually think this engine is already being wrung out really hard. Perfect. You no need to improve it. Basically. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Like, you do I, have the higher displacement, but why you do, do they even you do need a higher compression ratio anyway? Things I don't. I don't know. That's the problem. I don't understand why they did it. At the very least, my, my logic is at the very least, they could have been like, okay, we're not going to throw a turbo on this, but maybe we include lower compression pistons so that you maybe if you do want to tune yeah. it, you can actually make some power. That would have been nice. If they could get a compression ratio of like even 10.5, okay, that gives yeah, like so much more headroom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that would be nice. You get headroom. But I don't know. It's super stupid. I can't fucking win. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not buying that thing when it comes out, but I, I would be happy to see if they made some improvements, but the compression ratio is not exactly making me confident. I've got, a, uh, I've got a topic about tuning. Well, one moment. Um, first. I just want to make one final comment on the BRZ. Yes. Uh, I think it's going to be marginally better, but I also yeah. think it looks like shit in the front. Eh. The rear, I, I think looks better. Preference. I think the rear looks better, and I think the front looks like a demonic hell creature. <laughs> I'd rather have a lot of Riva. Well, yeah. <laughs> but don't talk about Lottas, all right? I mean, oh, the, the way cars are looking these days, uh, I mean, everyone's also seen the, the new Civic and how that looks. Oh, it looks so good. It looks so much. It's so refined. Isn't that the problem with the, beer, with the BRZ, actually, uh, on that subject of its look? As much as I am okay if it looks, it's trying too hard. This is just like how I feel about the new, the, like the 400Z. Like they're trying too hard to make it kind of like, how do I put it? Like, like future modern, and, and they kind of kill the character of the cars quite a bit. I they're don't making, know. They're making it so modern that it will be out of fashion within like two years. Yeah, pretty much. Remember. Remember the S197 Mustang? You know, the one that came out in 2005? Oh, it's so retro and modern. Now look at it. It's fucking ugly. SN195? Is that the one? S197. 197? Yeah, the S197 is the one that came after the the new edge. How many times can I... You know know the guy... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, No one likes it. Look at the HHR... Look at the PT Cruiser. Look at any car that was like retro well, modern styled up until the very HHR. Recent. The HHR has has a special special place in my heart just because well, they, they made those weird 
performance models that just I mean, don't make any fucking sense. But yeah, here's the thing. It's faster than the Gears year on Nurburgring. I want to make a point here, right? So the, the problem I have is hmm. easily, even though the S197 is not exactly a beautiful car, give it, I'd say, 20 years, people might start to like it again. And it might have a place be- in, in the aesthetic that it has f- for what it is. And it might be, be a, you know, eventually a collector's at one point. Who knows? But the problem is, here's the point. The new BRZ, as much as I like the look of it, will never be, look like a collector's car. It, I don't think these new cars are none of these new cars have enough personality and like beauty to them in some ways, in my opinion, to really like set themselves apart in, in any way. Like I actually find that the current generation BRZ might end up becoming more popular because of its looks than the current gen in my, the new gen that's coming out. That's just I mean- me. I'm just imagining all these these cars with these like really really sharp styling points that like it, like ten years from now like people don't look at them and that like all the sharp points have been like smoothed down like they've become dull. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh god, what the fuck happened to that thing? I think the 400Z will be appreciated in the future because it is like. I don't know. I don't think it's like ugly or really too well, modern. I, I, I like the look of it too. I just, I'm kind of like torn about the front end. Yeah, but it's like the cars, the 400Z isn't really ugly. Like it's still very obviously a Z. And yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. But you take some cars and they're just blobs. Well, I want to make the point that the 400Z at the very least is a massive improvement over its predecessor. And that's what will make it set itself apart. A minor improvement for like the new BRZ will not set itself apart. It will be like, in my opinion, for all all intents and purposes, will be considered a refreshed at best. That's what that's what I feel like it's going to come down to at the end of the day. But the 400Z is no damn refresh. It's a new damn car. And it's it's going to be, in my opinion, maybe a collector's at one point, you know, give it some time. But like, I don't see the see the second gen being like that. I think the first gen will be something that people might value at one point or another once it goes through its uh, uh, drift phase, as I'm calling that, when that happens, when you can buy an FRS for like $5,000, you know, and drift the shit out of it. <laughs> oh, you fool. You think that cars will ever be cheap ever again? No, they're going to be like the new, the new base Civic, like five years from now, is going to be 60 grand. No, don't say that. Don't say yeah. that. It's gonna be because all the all the all the lenders are rubbing their hands together, going, "Oh yeah, lease that, lease that fucking Civic." Yeah, you don't know? you know, Tez? By twenty thirty, you won't own anything. You'll just be like renting everything and leasing. And you'll everything. be happy. You'll I be will happy. not. I I would rather die than than give up my ICE. The funny the funny thing is, like, I keep putting up this up to everyone. Oh yeah, we gotta ban those cars, even though just like one super liner, like super freight liner, pollutes more than every car in America combined. Oh, you gotta give up your fucking Geo Metro because of that. And speaking of which, that's a good uh, segue to our next topic: is uh, the banning, or rather, the regulation of. Ooh. I've got, I've got a great, great topic about this. Wait, wait, wait. First, I want to summarize this in one thing. That, that's my summarization. Um, but go, go on, Liam. Sorry, I just had to summarize. That. You want to talk about? You want? You want to talk about how shit things are gonna get? Yes. Um, so, fun, fun fact. Because I, I, I don't know if anyone else here is uh, watches Lewis Rossman. The Macintosh oh, yeah, guy. Sure. Awesome. I, 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 I watch him here and there whenever he comes up on my feed. So he brought up an interesting point. 
and I'm going to I'm going to use that interesting point to just paint oh uh, a picture of oh the boy. absolute fucking hellscape that you guys have to look forward to. Oh yeah, so, that's there was a company. So what do you mean by new guys? What you you too, Liam. <laughs> oh, oh no, I've already accepted my fate. Um, oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. Is that what you yeah, bought you an alto? To... <laughs> you yourself for slow. My my alto my alto will um I'll I'll fucking I'll be like riding around in it. See the best thing about right hand drive is that I can just I can shoot and drive at the same time. <laughs> There's gonna be like fucking like cyber police, you know, yeah, I'm automated like... cars full of like multiple SWAT teams chasing you. Their cars can go six hundred miles per hour on the highway. Yeah, they're in their alto redlining it forty five miles per hour up a hill. Car, couldn't catch him. And you're like, <laughs> um, but here, so Tesla, as you know, Tesla, the, the models of cars, there's no difference between them. It just unlocks more features based on how much money you pay. Oh, no, I see where this is going. Oh, it gets better. It's already so like there was that. a company, a company that um, made a little plug in that would <laughs> unlock the DLC of your Tesla. And it's like, great, cool. It cost like $500 less than what Tesla was charging, right? Tesla got wind and they made it so that if you plug that into your car, all you get is a black screen and you can't drive your car. Yep. So what happens is, is that now I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to brief this. It's, it's going to be about the same with, Every other manufacturer, because they're looking at that and they're drooling. They're, oh my God, we can lock people out of their cars if they don't pay us more money. Yep. If, if you want to do anything to your car, you don't have to pay the manufacturer. You can't pay Joe Schmo. BMW's and, already and, doing and, heated seat subscriptions. Wait, I, bet you t- I bet you, you 10 bucks. That? What, what, what subscriptions? BMW is doing subscriptions for your heated seats. You have to pay monthly. Oh, I remember hearing about this. Oh, but here, it's going to get better. It's going to get even by better. I mean worse. So <laughs> something else uh, on the Rossman that he's been helping out with is he's been campaigning in Nebraska because new tractors will John not Deere, let yeah. you repair them unless you bring yep. them to a dealership. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I fucking guarantee you. Every, that's the thing that's been around for a while too, though. Every auto manufacturer right now is doing everything they can, putting into like R and D. Like, how do we how do we fucking make this happen with every car that we sell? How do we make it so that people, when they're leasing, are pieces of shit? Like, if they want to fix something, they can't just bring it to like any repair place. They got to bring it to you the can't dealer. Take it to Joe Schmo. You have to pay. It's full already price been the happening. That's what you. That's what you're realizing. Even even back in like 2006. All the German car companies, you swap your car battery, guess what, motherfucker? You want to drive the car? You have to take it to the dealer for them to activate your battery. Oh, yeah, yeah. error codes and shit like that. Yeah, Limp mode or doing, shit, right? doing that with your, like, was it the oil change cartridge things? Like, you can't change oil. You have to get, like, a cartridge for it. You have to take it to um, Was I'm it not, or was it just a imagining of that? I'm so not I'm, too sure what you're talking about, but... I'm just saying that I'm, I am all too expecting that Every fucking new car, A, they're, they're doing the thing. They want to push leases. They don't want you to buy a car. They yeah, want you to because then they car. get the product back and then they can resell it as a certified product because yeah. it was a lease. And then they make even more money. And actually, there are services that are coming up right now that are leasing services for used vehicles. Holy crap. Yeah. And imagine that you'll never own your car. 
Get your own yeah. car now before it's, this all kicks in or you're screwed. <laughs> That's how I can say. Bullshit. And it's going to get worse. And we're going to see we're going to see more of a push towards electric cars because they're better for the environment. Please don't look at the lithium mine and the coal power plant. I don't give a shit about electric cars, but I do give a shit about electric cars being cucked. Yeah. You know what? If if some if some auto manufacturer came out and was like, hey, guys, here is a decently priced rear wheel or all wheel drive electric car that lets you do whatever you want with it. Have fun. I'd be like, OK, yep. Gas is, yeah, uh, gas is in the past. Fucking sign me up, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, 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 personally, I have nothing wrong with electric either. Like, it, it, as long as I have the freedom to do what I want with it. <laughs> like, like, imagine this. Imagine this. Actually, to, to piggyback off what you're telling us, you know, imagine you get a car and you get a performance variant of it. They'll, they'll maybe make you pay some exuberant fee to not have your warranty wo- voided when you make modifications to it. If there are perf- like if they offer performance cars, imagine, imagine Subaru offering a, an electric w- WX STI. And if you want to change any components on it, you have to spend $5,000 at like a flat rate. All right. To just, Oh, your car will no longer get its warranty voided. If you change something on it, you know, imagine that, imagine, imagine just another thing they can make money off of like the, like oh. the enthusiast industry. Cause it's still going to exist. And there's going to be people who are going to complain that they can't modify their cars. And so they're gonna be like, well, you can pay this for this $5,000 package on when you finance your car or lease it and you can modify the shit out of it. As long but, as you like, if you lease it, as long as you pay it off and keep it, you know, Oh, it's all yours. You know, have at it. Chief. Yeah. Here's the, the thing with, uh, you know, just, just besides that, no, trying to make it more, you no know, money off making a, you know, obsolete by design and stuff like that. There could be also oh a perfect opportunity to actually make electric cars modular to make it possible to basically oh, that'd be build so great. your own electric car, like you build your own PC or something. Well, or imagine you could pick your own motors for, for you know, your, your car. Cars like, are already modular. Oh, yeah, I mean, cars are basically modular already. They're just not set up like nothing is set up. to. Well, no, no, but they, they electrically lock them down a lot. So they're not modular, too. So also, like, they like, are physically modular, not digitally. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking more like you can order a bunch of parts online and just build it at home, like from different companies. And and I, I, there's there's tons of companies that do that. Oh, so yeah, we're, we're talking about the open source GNU slash car here that's been making the rounds on G for a while. we need pablo in here for that (laughs) my my car is running arc linux right now oh no no the arch Arch linux guy is here he had to build his entire operating system himself (laughs) i'll be there again soon guys i'm just having some some kernel troubles it'll take me about five hours to figure out what's wrong I only have to code all the modules just to make you do one very specific thing. Oh, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> I love I love Linux. I don't have to deal with problems with my registry editor. Spend six hours trying to get web browser to work. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo will have our heads for that one. <laughs> but like here, here's where here's where I uh, I don't have hope is that electric cars don't need to be front wheel drive, right? There's there's no there's no parasitic like loss in the powertrain. There's no there's no reason that you couldn't put the motors in the back. And so what have car companies done? They've said, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think only one. I think Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi has one. Let me see. Um, it's Teslas or rear wheel drive. No, they're they're all wheel drive, but they're also expensive and poopy. Aren't they all wheel drive? But like they're they still like drive. prioritize rear wheel. 
the early Model S's are fully rear-wheel drive. Oh, yeah, but they, they've drifted. Yes, I, I am fucking right. The Aimev, the Mitsubishi Aimev. Aimevda? Yeah, basically. It's so, it's so ridiculous. Again, it's, it's an electric K car. Trash. And it is a rear mid-engine electric car, which is so what? funny. So fucking funny. amazing! Actually, when your car is taller than its wheelbase, mid-engine means nothing. I just think, but like <laughs> that's that fair. Is very funny that 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 they could do it. It's a it's an incredibly cheap car, and it sells oh. it sells like hotcakes. People can't get enough of the thing where it's sold. But you will not see. I don't. I don't see the Nissan Leaf being all-wheel drive or or rear wheel. Like I don't see fucking the the Chevy. Bolt, I mean, which is one of the few kind of, oh, it's okay, electric cars to me. Yeah. The Volt can suck shit. The Bolt's okay. The Bolt has, like, what, a 300-mile range? That's pretty that's good. Like 200 or something. That's still pretty good. That's comparable to Tesla. Leafs yeah, have, like, a 60-mile range. They're shit. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand how people can... <sighs> How, how people can like can go ahead and buy that like oh I, that's so cool i can drive to my local um fucking organic produce store in my city it's only five mi- five blocks from my house hey you know what else well, let, let I, me find something else out though you're let's just say you have a drill um the drill has an electric motor like electric cars do but it also has a ton of different speeds you can select for optimal you know yeah amount of torque or so on and so forth you could make a manual transmission electric car with rear wheel drive and no uh bullshit like drm stuff you wouldn't have to have a clutch yeah but like they could make the electric car that enthusiasts want but this isn't about electric cars they want to just even before the electric cars reach the main like market become like the primary market share they want to make cars not fun. Uh, the uh, side note: the Chevy Bolt uh, current range is about two hundred and fifty-nine miles. Good, not bad. That's I, and I, sorry. Good. No, 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 no. I was just gonna say that. That's it's just interesting because, like, what the MSRP is like thirty-six thousand dollars, and for an electric car, that's that's in that price range. Like nothing compares. No, it's 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 the Chevy Bolt's actually back when it for, like first came out, it was kind of the talk because of what it like offered. Yeah, I don't I mean, know it's, not, it's not more popular. Like people, if people are buying fucking other shitty electric cars, like why not just buy that? And like, yeah, seems kind of odd. But um, I I wanted to say like, so what if that becomes the new enthusiast trend though, right? So like, if ICE vehicles are just being treated like shit all the time, you know, nothing really stops you from converting your car, right? Like, there's already companies that already offer tons of conversion kits, right? Uh-huh. Like, so wouldn't that be the solution, right? Like you're not, you don't get cucked into any of this by just buying your, you could hell, you don't even have to buy a working car. You buy a rolling shell. All right. And the kits out there will just mat up to what you got, you know, or made well, up to what, you're, you got. what you're talking about right now. You're talking about, um, uh, special build law, which, cause I've looked a lot into kit cars cause I've always had, always had a big thing for like, Oh, cause one, if you make a car at home and you get, your special build VIN. Well, yeah. you can do, you can, it doesn't matter 
what it is as long as it has like lights and windshield yeah, it, it has to meet all the this so it has to meet some some certain requirements you know for for like road stuff but you built it yourself so safety requirements they don't even check that crap as long as you have a seat belt um no, then we have fucking- basically basically there i just posted that's a that's an mev rocket and that's like what yeah. fucking like and but then at that point it's like what i'm thinking is well they're not gonna let that last for much longer would they well i don't know about that like I mean, I, no, I, what i'm saying is that they're when they what they don't they don't care about you or me they care about the people with a a lot of money and they care about who you know who if they get pissed about their lamborghini being ta- taxed too much right yeah. They don't, they, so what they'll probably start doing because they hate us, they fucking hate us and they want us to suffer. What they'll probably start doing is they'll probably start trying to phase out any cheap way to have a performance car because look at this. Hey, look at this car. This car is dangerous. This car yeah. is danger to other people on the road. They're unregulated. Well, that's kind of how Europe's gone. That, that's how specifically Britain's gone. It's like especially like, Australia, too. Yeah. Oh, like uh, pretty much all these countries, they already have tons of restrictions that say, "Oh, your vehicle is considered unsafe if you change the wheels. If it's not a stock configuration, then you're a monster. You're gonna kill somebody." And then see, that's the part that I, I hate the most is like there seems to be this heavy focus on attacking the automotive community, despite vehicles being so like, especially in America, like where where automotive manufacturing is so like important to our history you know like it's it we are the 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 guys who really set the bar for like like modifying muscle cars europe and japan is essential to their history also but at the end of the day it's a there is a end goal to limit people's freedoms and have them constantly consuming the intended media yep well, yeah, I mean, the solution right. at the end of the day is get it while you can now, because at the very least, they can't ungrandfather you in, hopefully. Dude, why, why do you want to go drive? There's a new Marvel movie out. Yeah, bro, oh, did you hear about Infinity War 7? You want to consume? Oh, hey, pass me my, my government-mandated soy. Thank you. Yeah, did you hear about the oh, new uh, Kraken oh, coolers with RGB on them? Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I think that's a good enough to, for tonight. So the lesson we learned is to stockpile up on cars, stockpile up on ammo, stockpile, well, actually just stockpile on all cars. We don't want the ATF to listen on this, but... ATF, I'm sorry, I lost my car in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's a pretty good uh, discussion for tonight. So thank you for tuning in uh, for the California Togate podcast. Check us in uh, next time, wherever. Well, again, we meet up, release through all this uh, bullshit through COVID, staying home, and all the, well, crap that's going on in the world. And hopefully we can brighten up your time. Fuck you, Governor Waltz, and fuck you, Governor Newsom. Fuck Jannies. Yeah, fuck all those people, too. Anyway, check you out next time. Have a good night.